Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Via Williams. I'm Sarah Reynolds. And I'm Wendy Papazan. Today, we're going to talk about an often overlooked, but probably very, very important sales technique, which is the fortunes in the follow-up. So many people, yeah, so many people think about generating leads for their business. But the reality is, is if you can get good at following up on your leads, you're going to have more business than you've ever dreamed about. Uh, 1,000%. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Well, and here's some statistics that back that up, which is 48% of salespeople literally never follow up. I know you guys have had this happen to you. You've reached out to a a plumber or whoever, and they just never call you back. So so right away, even even if you pick up your phone, right, when it's ringing, or even if you return all your phone calls, you're going to be ahead of the game as far as everybody else goes. And then 25% of people in sales make a second contact attempt and then they stopped, right? So make two attempts. Uh, 12% make three attempts and then then quit. And only 10% make more than three attempts to contact a lead. And get this, 80% of sales are made on the fifth, to 12th connect. Yep. That's right. What? Which means that only te- which means that only 10% of the all you have to do is be in that 10% to have the majority of the sales. Exactly. Yeah, you don't have to be good, you don't have to be skilled, you don't have to be talented, you just have to show up and do it. Exactly. Yeah, I, That's yeah, the good news for everybody. It's so powerful this statistic yeah. because I think so many people are on this grind of getting new business. It's the and hardest then, part. Yeah, 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 yeah. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, you know? Yep. Yeah. No, I have a, one of my top agents always talk, talks to our team. He's been with me for like eight or nine years. And he always tells the team in front of all the other agents, he's like, you know, I'm not the most handsome on the team. I'm not the most talented. But when Sarah, you know, when, when I get a lead or an appointment, she knows I won't ever drop the ball on that. And that is why I've been so successful. Um, and a big part of it is your routine is always going to equal the result you get. So uh, I think a lot of people make the mistake in not putting follow-up time on their yeah, calendar. This is huge. Uh, yeah. Huge. This is so huge. make sure. It took me yes. like five or six years to figure this out. It sounds so stupid, but I was always time blocking for generating new business and I never time blocked for follow-up. Yes. You have yeah. to time block so for much follow-up. Better have to time block for follow-up. So step number one um, to the fortune is in the follow-up is making sure that you have on your calendar time to follow up with people that you have already had a conversation with. So we're defining follow-up as a, a, a lead that we have already communicated with or an appointment we've already went on, some type of follow-up that you're following up with someone that, you, that, that you've already had an initial conversation with. Um, And so do you have that on your calendar? Making sure that your lead generation time is always split up between new people and people that you already have have had a conversation with. Yes. And I just also want to add that for most industries, most people, that takes tech, right? This is where tech comes into the 
to the equation yes. because you, the human brain just, you cannot keep track of all of this, right? And so this is where you have to have some kind of a, a CRM system, some, whatever you call it in your industry that, that, you know, you're, you're doing tasks and to do's ahead of time. And honestly, you should get to the point where your tech's kind of helping manage this, where you come in and you have your, I love what Sarah said, because I agree wholeheartedly. You have your, your time block for new business, right? You know, ripping yeah. off the mandate, doing the cold call, whatever you have to do for a new business and then follow up. And you should just be getting a list of tasks and to do's from your tech, right? That tells you how and who to follow up with. Yeah, I love that. Well, and before we jump into that, you mentioning uh, making cold calls. I just wanted to remind everyone that if you haven't listened to episode 45 on what to do when you don't want to pick up the phone, it's actually our most popular episode. It's had more downloads than any other episode. Uh, It's very succinct. It's very easy. Even before you listen to this episode, if you haven't mastered that picking up the phone, definitely do that. So because it talks five. about call reluctance and why you're yes. not picking up the phone. Mm-hmm. And this this yeah. would be a good companion to that. It's a really good call, Wendy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because sometimes you have call reluctance around the follow-up. And I think that mm-hmm. it's so important to tackle mm-hmm. that first, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and making sure that that you're that you're doing that. A big thing for me and in, in sort of step two along this for fortunes of the follow-up is, you know, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. And so for me, a big part of follow-up is changing the way that I look at it. So when following up, I I mean, this sounds simple, but I want to remind everyone, you want to think of that person as a human being. It's a person with goals, dreams, children, and honestly, someone that's just doing the best in this crazy life um, that needs your help. And so part of um, what we do is building a relationship with people. You know, a sale is a sales sort of process. It's not an event, which means that you want to be the person that is there in in the relationship when they are ready to make the sale, which is why the follow-up is so, so important. And Mm -hmm. if I can just give an example. So imagine if you knew you needed your your plumbing fixed or or, or your pipes replaced. And you couldn't afford to do it at that time. And you called a plumber and that plumber took down your name and your contact information. And that plumber called you back every single month. By the time you could afford to get your pipes fixed, which plumber would you choose? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because the fortune is in the follow-up. If you hadn't called, if that plumber hadn't called you, what what would you have done? You wouldn't have remembered that plumber mm-hmm. that came out a whole year ago. You just wouldn't have. You'd probably go to Google. You go to Yelp. You talk to a friend of yours. You would make a decision in the moment about who. You'd make a random decision probably in the moment about which plumber you would choose. And that's why the follow-up is so important. And that's why you don't have to be the best in the business at all. You don't have to be competing with the 90% of people who are who are trying to be that person in the moment because you've already yep. locked that in. You've locked so that good. in. Well, so and, and Wendy, I know we're going to get into um, some ways to, you know, nurture leads, but I just want to kind of stay on that a minute because if you're if you're the plumber and you're doing really good follow-up, what you're also doing is you're problem solving for your for your for you, you know, if you need the pipes. And and chances are that a couple months into that, a really good salesperson would start to find financing options 
for you mm-hmm. and would start to solve the problem, the barriers to you, you know, knowing, hey, you have a need, you have a desire. The only objection at this point is, is the financing part of it. And, and a good salesperson would be solving that problem. And you probably get your pipe sooner anyway, right? And, and the only way you know about what problem to solve is by yeah. having a relationship. Relationship. That. That's right. And so to me, I look at, I look at follow-up and what has helped me over many years of doing follow-up is that I just look at it as this is a relationship I'm building. And mm-hmm. sometimes they're going to seem irritated. When you're in a relationship with someone, sometimes you call, they're frustrated, they're in the middle of something. They seem irritated in that moment. That doesn't mean that they don't want that relationship, right? Mm-hmm. That just yeah, means Sometimes they moment. don't call you back. Exactly. They don't, yeah, it has yes. nothing to do with you. They just, they're no. And you're attaching stories. We all do. We're attaching stories. And the reality is what they're saying in their head is, oh, I, you know, I, I'm ready for this thing. I need to call so-and-so back. Like they don't think of you as bugging them. You're no. putting that story in your head. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, that. well, let's talk about the five effective ways to nurture leads. Five yes. effective ways to nurture yes, leads. Yes. Yes. Well, the first well, one is the pipes, right? We have to find out a prospect's motivation. We have to find out what their motivation is, what their timing is, and then we have to follow up relentlessly forever until they die. Wow. <laughs> yes, that's all. That is what we say is a joke. (laughs) Well, it's really true. Yeah. And I've said so many times, persistence without being annoying is my motto. And I literally will say that to someone. And I'm like, if you want me to stop following up with you, you need to let me know because otherwise I will follow up with you forever. I love that. Which which always gets a chuckle. So, yes, yeah. which is always yeah. one of the best things you can do is, is tell a joke. 100%. To make sure, like, well, one of the best things you can down. do in general is not to take yourself too seriously. Yeah. So true. So true. Yeah. So a big thing, so the big thing is finding out their motivation, finding out their time frame. I always recommend you cut the time in half. I or a third that, even, Sarah. Sometimes yeah. a third. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So I've always found that whatever, whatever, don't take what they say as fact in terms of their time frame. Uh, cut it in half and then do follow up around at least cutting it in half or as Via said. Yeah. And, and the motivation. Yes. And and motivation is literally everything in sales, guys. If you don't everything. know why someone is doing what they're doing, you don't, they're not really a prospect, honestly. Mm-hmm. If they're not motivated, they're not a true prospect. So yep. Yep. that Agreed. has to be something that you understand. And then as you're following up with them, you're really digging into that motivation and you're pressing on that motivation because that's gonna, that's actually gonna motivate them by reminding them, hey, you're doing what you're doing because you told me this. Exactly. I love that. Number two is educate prospects on whatever you are selling. So it makes you look like an expert. And so, and then the law of reciprocity kicks in. So the biggest form, the best form of follow-up is education. So for us, we're constantly educating people on the real estate market. Like this Mm -hmm. is a house just sold around the corner from you. Your value just went up or, you know, interest rates have done this, right? So using whatever ties to your industry and educate them as you're following up. I love that because you're really offering them something of value mm-hmm. over time. And really every conversation you have with someone, you should be offering something of value. Otherwise, always. Otherwise, always. It's, it's not going to be an effective conversation. 
And the one the one thing I would add to that one too is education and and showing up like the expert. That is a really good way of automated follow up too. So to me, that's a really good way to do your you know videos, video newsletters, your newsletters, your um, texts or emails. But but giving someone information where you're the educator and the consultant, so to speak, that that is a good way to to, to do that more marketing passive follow up if you're going to automate some of this. And so and and when you do that, I just want to add. My rule is if you automate or send an email, always have a call task uh, after it. The did you get uh, script? So, did you get it? Yeah. Did you get it? I sent a video of the market update or whatever it was that you sent. So always follow it up with an email, a, a call, and a text message yep. um, to stay in relationship with them. Yep. I love that. Um, and then number three of our five effective ways to nurture leads is just use time as your friend, right? So uh, the definition of follow-up is really nurturing relationships over time. I think a lot of times we um, we think our prospects should automatically know us. Uh, to know us is to love us, right? To meet us even for a second is to love us. But I tell my team, I'm like, listen, you're not pizza, you know? You're not pizza. <laughs> Uh, not everyone automatically likes you. Oh, wow. You know? That's amazing. Uh, and I'm stealing that. Yeah. <laughs> you're not pizza. Yeah. Sarah, yeah. you are not pizza. <laughs> you're, 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 you're so inspiring, Wendy. I can't with that. that. I'm dead. I love it. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. So make sure you put notes in your system of things to remember about them so that you can connect with them on a personal level right away. Last time we spoke, you told me your chihuahua was going to the vet. How did that turn out? Is everything yeah. okay? How's, how's, you know, how's yeah. weenie, how's little weenie doing? So. <laughs> <laughs> a little weenie. This is this was Wendy wins today. Um, pizza, weenie, the Chihuahua. Like, wow, yeah, how did that little, happen? Little weenie. Well, that leads us into number four because you mentioned it. I mentioned it earlier too. But number four is maintaining ongoing contact by using systems to stay in touch. And I, and we talked about this earlier, and you mentioned it just now. You know, writing notes. But but we we need to have. I would argue most of us have to have text systems in, in yes. this regard when it comes to follow up, right? And so you know, even if we're even if we're writing handwritten cards and 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 seeing them in person, if that's part of our plan or, or on the phone, we still have to notate it. And then notate when our next task is or to do is we have to write about pizza, weenie, and chihuahuas in the notes. You know, we have to have some kind of an automated tech system that is going to help us along here. So we I would call this episode pizza, yeah. weenie, and chihuahuas. We'll probably That's get a lot more downloads. We yeah. probably would. I agree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, uh, for sure. Uh, way sexier than fortune is in the follow-up. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the fortune is sexy though. So that's why you have to do the follow-up. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a great story around that, Via. When I first um, got my real estate license, um, I was like wanting to make calls. I'm like, okay, let's get going. And my mom gave me this stack of like 150 papers. Okay. And she was okay. like, here are some old leads. I was like, awesome. Okay. The Glengarry so I, leads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So I start making, I start making phone calls. And one of them was someone that, um, that we knew that had reached out to us. And I put it all the information. He said, I'm going to buy my first investment property. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. Like my first conversation, that's like someone that wants to buy a house. Right. And so I put it on a sticky note. I put his information down. 
on, on a sticky note. And I was like, okay, I'm going to follow up. But I was like, I'm in the middle of calls. Let me keep going. Right. So I kept, I kept calling, um, but I never put him in any type of system. Right. It was just on the sticky note and I was making notes on different sticky notes. So I had around me like 50 sticky notes. You guys know what I'm talking about? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The, the, the nightmare of every salesperson yeah. is the sticky yeah. notes. Oh, yeah. And Except I Except they're also in your car. Yes. In the, in the, in the cup holder, stuck inside of, a, of yep. your notebook. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I learned, le- I learned a valuable lesson that day um, because I didn't put him into some type of system and then a month later, I see on Facebook, he bought his first investment property without Ooh. me. And I had it, right? I Ouch. had it. I had it. And I, and because I didn't do the first step yep. of making That's sure right. it was in a system and making sure there was reminders so he wouldn't be forgotten about. Um, you think you're going to remember it, especially if you don't have a lot going on, but you won't remember. So putting it in a system is so, so important. Well, so and powerful. I would say, you know, when, you, when you're first starting out, you have just usually a small amount of leads and you are so familiar with those leads. You know them, you love them, you're visiting them day after day after day. And as your business grows, uh, you should start with the end in mind, which is starting with a database, right? Using some kind of digital system so that as your business grows, because of course you don't don't need a digital system when you start because you start with one lead. You really yeah. don't. A sticky note is totally fine. Yeah, but if you can, if you can begin with the end in mind and create your system and start in that system, trust me, you will be so, 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 so thankful that you did that. And yeah. the other thing that I would note, and the aha I'm having here, is you need to uh, budget time for new business lead generation, lead follow up, and then follow up from your lead generation and follow up which is at the end of your time, right? You can't make calls all the way to the end. You need to, you need yeah. to, you need to allocate yep. time yep. to enter information into your database to do what you said you were going to do. You said you would send someone uh, an analysis on what their home was worth or you would, you're going to send them your first-time home buyer's guide. And all of that counts as your, your, your lead time. Guys, yep. it all counts as I'm your lead time. I'm horrible at that, by the and way. It's all, That's oh, where we, I fall down. Oh, horrible. Who, who isn't? I'm terrible. Doing at the it. thing. Like, I'll make the call and 100%. then it's doing this. Like, right now, 100%. I'm not down as CMA. I'm like, yep. My, one of my most, my most key relationships came because setting a handwritten note and then the, my first home book um, that Gary and Jay wrote and it to a first time home buyer. And um, she ended up being a big part of my world from sending mm-hmm. that. But having that time blocked of the follow-up. So it's not just phone calls, text, email, handwritten yeah. cards, all the follow-up. If you have a deep conversation with someone, adding a handwritten card to that will just solidify it even more. Um, the more you can make it sticky. So when they see your business card on their desk at home and they talk to you on the phone, they get you in your email, that's considered omnipresence of who you are. And so do all the things. When and the only way, call. if you're a salesperson, the only way that will happen is literally if you have handwritten notes next to you on your desk that are pre-stamped with your return address on them. <laughs> yes. It won't happen if you don't like... Yeah, so true. It just won't happen. So true. You have to have... And by the way, you have to have a really good ops staff to probably make to do that for you. Like it's... This is... Not, we're not capable. <laughs> we're just... <laughs> We're not we're, capable. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> okay, so number five, number five um, which, I mean, we've been talking about, but coming from contributions, so 
providing long-term value and making sure that you're always coming from a place of contribution. Um, that's why putting those notes in are so important of certain things. So if they do love chihuahuas, when you see an article about chihuahuas, like sending them sending them that, letting them know you're thinking about them, but per, coming from a place of contribution and always, how can I provide more value in this person's life today? What can I do? It's not about bugging them. It's about providing more value in their life uh, today. And that should be really everything that you do. You know, all your content that you're putting out. It should be on your website, your emails that you're sending out, even your social media. You know, Mm -hmm. if you guys can spend the majority of your life in giving mode, you will look up one day and you will get uh, a return on that. Like you you can't even believe You can't even and believe that's what it. And all, really is. all three yes. of us are proof so, of that. All three mm-hmm. of us are, are proof of yeah. that. Yeah. We give it all away. And, and it takes a while. If you're not used to it, you know, it takes a while. You're like, I remember I was asked to give my listing presentation. Now, for those of you not in real estate, that is your boy. That is the seek that that is the sauce of a of a successful agent when you go in and you get a seller to sign a contract with you to sell their home, right? They're giving you in, in a lot of instances their biggest asset. Right. So it's a big, it's a complex sale. It's a big sale. It's a big ticket sale. And I was asked to present that to, you know, two packed houses with it was me, Ben Kinney, Bruce Hardy, and Craig Rieger at the time. And it was like 500, a room of 500 people two days in a row. So about a thousand people local in my market, local. Mm. And I, I remember calling Ben and I go, I don't know. Like I'm feeling, I, I'm embarrassed to admit I feel a little sense of scarcity here, buddy. Talk me off the ledge. And he did. He said, you will get more in return from sharing everything you know, sharing your, your innermost tips and tricks. You will get more in return than you ever have. And he said, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen that, that all your competitors are using your listing presentation? Because A, you're going to do it better. B, you just set the bar. You can beat your own thing. Like there's nothing bad ultimately that can happen if everyone, you know, it, only good happened and he was right. It, it enabled me to kind of launch, like I, I I was able to grow my team from that. I attracted a whole bunch of talent. I uh, I, I compete against people. We're talking the same language. It's, it's, it's actually been the biggest blessing for me. I love that. I love that. So a few things um, just to, uh, I want to throw out there because for me, I when leading a powerful sales team, a lot of times everyone's like, I don't know exactly what to say. So three things that I um, share with my team constantly of what to do, what to say when you don't know what to say is letting someone know you're thinking about them and just checking in on how things are going. Like it's it's so simple, but just, hey, I'm thinking about you. I just wanted to check in, right? Um, Can I add one thing to that one, Sarah, to number one? What I will add to that, because I do that a lot too, is I'll say, hey, drove by your fill-in-the-blank house, business, Da 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 da. Saw you on the road thinking about you wanted to check in. Yeah, saw your yes. saw your chihuahua wandering yeah. the streets. Yeah, yeah. little weenie was out by himself. Little well, weenie. That's, that's the number two thing, Bia. Number two thing was <laughs> I saw this or read this article and I thought about you. Well, right? that is and different. So but that's it, different. It different. Yeah, it's because different. an article you're sending now you're sending something different. Yes, it's not, yes, yeah. So, so it's can I say something dry, about that? Yeah. Um, is that if you guys aren't um, subscribe if you don't have Google alerts for relevant topics in your community. You know, if you haven't set it up for Austin Real Estate, that's a good or, 
Yeah, that's Such a, a, that's a great hack. So, so yes. you get you get a list of articles every single day about your about Austin real estate, and I shoot those out to different people. Oh, you're so all smart! All the time, I put them in, I put them in our Slack channel for our agents. Yeah, just that's my um, <laughs> one of my friends, Dan Harker, who leads a team in Dallas. Um, he let, he helps someone build their profit share tree through Keller Williams on that. So connecting people and then setting Google alerts for that person. Yeah. And then sending them things to remind that remind them of them. It's That's a great it's idea. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so, and then just wanting to update them on the market or whatever is going on in your business. So just that there's always things to update um, pe- people on uh, around that. So those are the three things. If you don't know what to say that you can say to sort of lead the conversation um, but the fortune is for sure in the follow-up. So, sure. Well, and, so. and just to tie that with a bow, the three follow-ups there, if you don't know what to say, remember, everybody thinks with them, what's in it for me? So mm-hmm. anytime you're going to share anything of value, you know, the more you can kind of give them a, the benefit of that, the better. I mean, that's just human nature. So the, I wanted to update you in the market and, and you know, and this is how that's going to help you type of the yep. thing. So good. I love that. I love that. Well, guys, today's episode has been really powerful. Uh, It's the the fortune. Here here are some of my takeaways is that follow-up is actually everything. Um, It's lead generation is important, but follow-up is is 90% of your business is going to be over time in the follow-up. And that's honestly how you build a big business over time. So that's the other lesson. The other lesson, which is persistence, is more powerful than uh, being great at scripts or like Sarah's lead agent being good looking or even good at your job. You know, it, it is actually the thing over time that is going to give you the greatest the greatest amount of success. Um, and then you want to use systems to stay in touch, right? Um, yes. Not everyone is going to like you or know you. You're not pizza. Uh, at the first time you connect, but just like everything else, right? It's like it's like that's why neighbors become friends because there's a proximity there, right? Yes. And and yeah. there's a proximity over time, time. and that is how you um, and that is how you develop relationships. So uh, I would just encourage you guys to go out there, uh, make sure you're doing your your lead gen, make sure you're doing your lead follow up, and then also time blocking for the follow-up to the follow-up is really how I would call it. So yeah. uh, today's episode was, was wonderful. Um, and so guys, thank you for thank you. listening to us and make sure you go out and build a big business and even bigger life. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.